0: Welcome in, everybody, to this week's Five Aside episode, the show where we sprint through five things aside from the match, which there won't be a match for a while. Tonight, I'm joined by a woman who is contemplating breaking up with Anderson Cooper. Maybe. We'll have to see. Not for a while. She's here. I'm
1: here. I'm here.
0: USMNT. This has been a little while ago. It was a couple weeks ago during the international break. Yep. (sighs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. Not good. A defeat to Trinidad and Tobago. 2-1 yet again. Mm. Started off great. I mean, look, we're still advancing. It's fine on aggregate because of the 3-0 win we had. Started off great. We, ha- we had a, a, a goal early on. Um, yep. Put us up 4-0. Ironically mm-hmm. enough, the assist for that goal came off of one uh, foot of uh, Serginho Dest. Yep. Well done.
1: Yep. And then. And,
0: and then. And then. Look, the sending off of of Dest was ridiculous, beyond ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we're less than three years away from a World Cup, less than a year away from Copa, and we're seeing this kind of like lack of discipline. This is even worse than when Weston McKinney kind of had his little incident with breaking COVID protocols back in the day. Remember back in the day when we had COVID protocols.
1: The only thing I can say about that is at least it was off pitch. You yeah. Know? It was right? off game. But,
0: but, but this- even then he was benched and the team kind of laid into him and Chipotle mm-hmm. said no more commercials for a minute. Yeah. And then he made amends and came back. What happened this time is just inexcusable. He gets Hot-headed, like, Serginho, my guy, betterhelp.com. Check it out. It's free. You can charge change therapists for no extra cost.
1: It's just – He got so – It's amateur shit. It's amateur It's it's worse than that. It's unprofessional.
0: It's inexcusable. He got hot about a call he didn't get before, and then, you know, a ball comes. uh, He keeps a ball in uh, uh, on the touchline. It looked into me, but the ref calls it out. And at that point, he snaps. He just goes f- full Hulk mode. And just Bruce Banner is no longer there. And it's the Hulk. And he punts the ball away, which you know is going to get you a yellow straight away. Yep. And then he continues on. It's just super, he super, goes super, into super the, bad judgment. He goes judgment. into the ref's face, mm-hmm. hand over the mouth. You know, like that, yeah, as like one we, does we, we, when yeah. you're, when the players are talking on the pitch and they don't want the, uh, um, you know, the lip readers of the world that are out there to see what they're saying. He's clearly laying into this ref. Yeah. It's and like, I we know what you're doing, my guy. Looks, we know what you're doing. Looks a little taken back by the fact that this player is still coming at him. Then immediately, Gio Reyna, who's had his own bout of controversies, comes over as the voice of reason. <laughs> and Tim Ream, Daddy Ream, the captain, and they're, like physically removing him, pulling him away, pushing him away. And then death starts blowing kisses at the ref says a few more words, immediate second yellow off he goes. And it's he's still pathetic. going off on, on the ref and players and, and Ream as he's walking off. And then he does the, uh, obligatory, uh, you know, Instagram post afterwards, apologizing to yeah. his teammates. To probably the whole didn't country. even write it. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that apology. I need better than yeah. that. And we, we quite need frankly, you on the
1: pitch. Like we need you playing your is, best is, games. Is, is, is
0: important to the team, but I don't care. I'm quite frankly, you know, I'm good. If Greg G-G-G decides to bench him for a minute, he's already going to miss uh, the, the semifinal when, mm-hmm. when we come back uh, in March, I, I don't care. and And I don't care if he misses more games, Beyond that, like that's inexcusable. But now here we are a year past the world cup, Greg, you know, rehired after that whole mess. Right. And, you know, just even with that sending off, we still in the, in the games that he's coached, which only have been a few since he's been rehired and he's come back into the team, still haven't seen anything that looks like fills you with confidence, looks confident. We still look kind of devoid of tactics. What system and style do we play? It's not recognizable to me. And that's kind of deeply concerning considering how close we are to these major tournaments. Copa has to be the make or break point for Greg. If we're going to make a change like we did, you know, with, with Bruce Arena coming in back when we got rid of Jurgen Klinsmann halfway through, this feels remarkably similar, you know, where vibes were high with Klinsman in, our, in the in the World Cup that he coached, and then we kept him on, and things didn't go well, and then we had to make an emergency change midstream. Feels like that might happen again here if we don't have a good showing in March, and specifically, more importantly, at at Copa, because if you're gonna make a change, that's when you're gonna have to do it. I think bad look.
1: Yeah, just a bad, just a bad look.
0: Next up, a better look. I'm much, hey! much better. Hey. Hey, we got Hayes. Let's we go. Do. Emma hey. Hayes has announced f- as officially go. being the new US Women's uh national team coach. Uh we've talked about this on a couple episodes previous that we I I thought it was a bit of a pipe dream that I'd love for it to happen but it didn't seem likely because she isn't going to leave Chelsea and turns out she's not going to leave Chelsea. She's going to stay for the remainder of the season, which is really going to put her Into a bind, considering by the time she takes over for the women, she's going to be two months ish out from Paris in the Olympics, an important tournament for us. She's going to have no time off and immediately jump right in. I'm excited for the hire. You know, it's the kind of big swing I think most fans would like to see happen with the men's side. You know, I, I know that's not exactly a fair comparison, right, because of who's available on the men's side and who we can realistically get. But nonetheless, I mean, it's still an exciting and encouraging hire, but man, she is not going to have much time at all. Her work is cut out for her.
1: My guess is that she's had plenty of time to do plenty of research and she's probably got, well, plenty of time. She's she's. You know, we are not an unknown. you cannot be part of women 's soccer of this uh, you know on the world stage. I keep using that phrase uh, and not yeah. have a pretty decent understanding of who the u s and plus this has are. been her
0: dream job, and right. she has spoken about and that what I, and, and what very I love clear.
1: one of the things that I really love about about this about bringing in this new coach is that one of the things that I was the most concerned about was the lack of world cup and world tournaments from some of our younger players. So um, we're going to be for the next several years, we're going to be training with a new coach and a new crop of players. You know, some of the veterans have handed the off the reins. And I'm which is a great
0: time for Emma to come in. Someone who's been with Chelsea for 10 years I mean. yeah. and yeah. has developed young players into what Absolutely. they are, are today. We have a ton of, we will have a ton of new players coming into this side. No better hire than her to foster that, to to take over and, and do what she did at Chelsea, please, uh on on the, the national stage. Now let, let's move into a uh, bizarre arena. Bruce Arena. Hey. Yeah. To Charlotte, potentially. That's interesting. Uh look, before it's not a terrible all this, thing for
1: Charlotte, necessarily. But it
0: could be. I could mean. Be. Before. This whole mess happened with Bruce over the summer. New England looked like cup contenders for me till he resigned. Why he resigned? Still pretty much a mystery, which makes a potential move to another MLS club kind of problematic. The whole saga has been so bizarre. Like MLS teams typically don't run a very tight ship, right? Like leaks happen all the time over even like the tiniest little bit of drama. This was big drama and the fact that we still don't have all the details or any details for that matter is a little curious. Bruce Arena, the most successful manager in the history of MLS. Yeah. Something serious had to have happened to be able to force out a person of that pedigree, right? I don't one, particularly one like think. him as a coach, but it it takes something significant to move somebody with that with that CV, right? He, he said, the quote he released was, I know that I have made some mistakes, and moving forward, I plan to spend some time reflecting on this situation and taking corrective steps to address what has transpired. And while this has not been an easy decision, I am confident that it is in the best interest of both the New England Revolution organization and my family that we part ways at this time. Okay. <laughs> Do you think
1: it could be something like, like he got in a fight with a player?
0: I, I, I no, I think it was some some racial, ethnic slurs Ooh. that he said. In in the locker room or something, some sort of insensitive remarks that were—that's
1: true. That's bad.
0: I believe that's what it was, but we're still sort of speculating. But it appears that's what it is. I I don't think it was. But that kind of that kind of
1: language when you do that kind of a resignation, that kind of language—it's pretty. I don't want to say it's generic, but it is definitely a formula. Generic.
0: It is, but it's a formula
1: that they follow when they're doing a resignation because they have yeah. to make sure they don't say too much. They don't have to say, they need to say more than just a little and they, it has to be like ambiguous in nature so that nobody can draw any conclusions from it. But at the same time they get a point across. It's so, super
0: formulaic and just in genuine oh yeah. for me, especially because he released of that it's statement. Well, sometimes it can be and you can be contrite and that's fine. Yeah. But that was released and all went down in September, right? Well, I guess a couple months was enough time for deep reflection because now he's thinking about going to Charlotte. The players don't even know the details of what happened. I mean, the players after in resi- Charlotte
1: or yeah, the players uh, in New England? New
0: England. After oh. Arena resigned, um, Kurt Anoflo, uh, who's their their TD, was promoted to interim sporting director, mm-hmm. and then assistant coach Richie Williams, who was the one who allegedly brought the charges against Arena was promoted to interim head coach. At When all this was going down, team president Brian Biello told the players and the staff in an email, and this is all from, from the Athletic, wildly, widely reported, um, days after he resigned, that, okay, we're going to have a meeting before practice, and we're, we're going to lay it all out there, right? Ask your questions. That didn't go well. That meeting lasted about an hour. Players were quote, unsatisfied with their time with Biello, Yeah, they didn't get their answers. And they demanded more details about what happened. There was a second meeting where players asked Williams directly about his involvement in the investigation. And again, he's the one that allegedly filed complaints against Arena and was interviewed in the investigation. He was also reportedly advised earlier in the season that he wouldn't be returning in 2024, so here you have an assistant coach who knows he's on a one-year deal. That's bringing charges against the coach. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that he had a, an axe to grind or something like that. They could have been legitimate charges. He could have said some awful shit. We still don't know. That's the problem. After that meeting, the players still didn't get get answers, and they still weren't weren't happy with it. And Williams reportedly told players he really couldn't comment about the investigation. He gets fired later that same day. Then the hmm. revolution name uh, Clint Pierre, who is the the head coach of Revs two, as the team's interim head coach.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: I think I think there's been some drama building for a, for a couple of years, some discontent amongst coaching staff. Yeah, which is strange. Like when, why bring back Williams on a on a one year deal, sort of a, like a lame duck contract. Yeah. when things clearly weren't copacetic anyhow like listen the hush hush stuff is a bad look for the league that claims to take verbal physical uh emotional abuse harassment of any sort seriously which they do I, I i think they have like i think punishments should be even more severe than than they have been like kai wagner right yeah he says some shit and he gets banned for 3 games i think that's kind of light but we know that happens. Like when it happens to a player, we all know about it. When it happens to a coach, particularly this coach, not so much. I mean, Mm. it had, it's so severe that to even to be able to accept a new position, if he is going to go to Charlotte, him, Bruce and Charlotte have to petition uh, the soccer Don to allow him back in. So now this begs the question, and not that Charlotte's front office is super organized because they fired their first two head coaches, their sporting director left before the start of their first season. They're a mess. Yeah. What is Charlotte doing here? Why would they want to get entangled in this? Do they know more than we do? You know, think, why I are you even entertaining desperate. No, this? I think they're desperate for a coach. There's plenty of other coaches available. You know who I think would be a great hire? Uh, bring in Frank Lampard from across the pond, if they can get him. I think that, that would be work. a great hire for them. That Frank works. does nothing but hard jobs <laughs> in <laughs> impossible situations. That is with, for sure. It is used to financial limitations because when he took over Chelsea, we had a transfer ban. Uh, yeah. I know, not exactly the same thing as the limitations of financial restrictions in MLS, but my point is, there are other coach that's, coaches that Charlotte could pursue. They have chosen to pursue Bruce. So if somehow this goes through, and Charlotte and Bruce are successful in their petitioning of Don Garber, then all the details have to come out. It just has to. If some sort of investigation or part of one is still ongoing, details have to remain confidential to protect accusers, which I don't think that's happening right now. I don't think the the investigation has concluded. And as far as we know, it was Williams who brought the charges. You know, If it's still kind of we don't know, I don't think that's going to be good enough for the players. Of an organization that's already got a few big hires wrong on the culture side of things. All right. You want to take a swing at number four? Pitch something out there. Oh, that, that was, Oh, that was so bad. Okay.
1: So, uh, yeah, bringing, bringing you back, uh, bringing you back to another Atlanta sport, back to the Braves. Um, they, uh, some off season stuff. They're still in the hunt for an addition to their starting rotation. Uh, they seemed, until uh just even last weekend to be yep. uh the leaders in the attempts to land uh, somebody like Sonny gray um reason being is because out of the different people that are out there the different um uh starting pitchers uh the braves are are the type of team where they're not going to go after somebody who just has straight stuff as in velocity. They're going to go after somebody who has more varying pitches and just has better command of those pitches. Uh, they don't need a guy with just straight stuff anyway. They've got that with Spencer Strider. So that's one yep. of the reasons why they liked Sonny Gray, because although he's a 92, 93, 94, as far as velocity pitcher, he's got great command, and he has about three, sometimes four different pitches. So he seemed like he was going to be a pretty good addition as opposed to somebody like Blake Snell who is still available, but he's more of a stuff guy. Um, Aaron Nola was another possibility. Uh, but again, until... he's another guy. He's another guy with straight stuff. Yep. Aaron Nola resigned with the Phillies <laughs> for a cool 152 million for seven years. So they've got him locked up probably until Good he grief. retires or until just something goes horribly, horribly wrong. And like I said, we were in the running. It sounded like we were actually in leading the race for we somebody, uh, for for Sonny Gray. And then the Cardinals entered the mix. And it's interesting about that because I I was reading that Sonny Gray specifically had said that he preferred to stay on the West Coast. Or excuse me, the East Coast, because apparently mm. L.A., San Jose, uh, uh, they were interested in, in, yep. uh, in Gray as well. Um, but I find it interesting because St. St. Louis, not really what I would consider to be,
0: uh, Money talks. East coast
1: per se. Money talks uh, but though. yeah, three but for 75 deal? million,
0: for three 75 years? million
1: for three years is a pretty good fucking 25 deal.
0: 25 mil a year. Yeah. Where do I so sign?
1: I know, I know that we have been able to free up some capital, uh, with, with, uh, us trading, uh, guys like Michael Soroka and, um, Kyle Wright. um, which I found kind of interesting. I thought that they were going to stick with Wright until he was really back to For full real. form because we'd given him basically the entirety of 2023. Exactly. So why? Back.
0: So yeah. I, and then, I, and then I, he,
1: I, yeah, that was surprising. And then we just say, him, nah? Well, they, and they did the same thing with Max Fried and he was able to come back. And, you know, I guess maybe that was just what it was is that maybe Wright just wasn't able to get back fast enough. And it's true. Right. We need, our full starting rotation. So if Wright just wasn't going to be ready, and another team was going to be willing to let him get better, then then so be it. Um, but they but we are retaining Max Freed obviously, and Spencer Strider, and they picked up Charlie Morton's one year, twenty million dollar option. Uh, that one little surprising right. only because he the guy's going to be turning forty come opening day. So Somebody else is
0: going to be turning 40 soon. Hey,
1: I know. That was a, that was a good little segue. Thank you. Yes, my birthday will be my 40th uh, one Ask week from today. As someone who has
0: recently turned 40, I, you have nothing to look forward <laughs> to.
1: I know. I know. Just just more back problems but and less Charlie sleep. Morton
0: has $20 million to look forward but, to. But so that's true. Get your bag, son.
1: For one. And then that's fine. You know, whatever. That's fine. Like I said, they, Alex Anthopoulos said that they were not only were they going to be able to free up some capital, but it's a possibility that the payroll may uh, increase. So we we could afford something like a 20 million dollar one year option, yeah. I guess, Um uh, Anyway, there's some other option, uh, options out there, like uh, Eduardo Rodriguez from Detroit, formerly of the Red Sox. He's another pretty good pos- possibility because he's another guy that has command uh, and has multiple pitches. Mm. That just and he's a lefty, always a good thing to have. Yes. Um, he posted a three point three ERA, went thirteen and nine over twenty six starts, and he's only thirty. Not a bad, not a bad uh, uh, idea there. Now. I gotta say, I don't know a whole lot about the guy, especially because he spent so much time. No, but his numbers in are in the good. Red Sox at the Red Sox. But yeah, those are good, solid numbers. You yeah. know, three point three over twenty six starts. That's that's that equals Spencer Strider. You know exactly. That's, right that's what on I'm saying. That is right can, on par with you him. Get so. him for the
0: right for the right money. I'm I'm I think right. I'd be fine with that. I think i be fine with I that. I think
1: I think that with if Charlie Morton can stay healthy and we go mm-hmm. strider Morton for one, one more year provided, you know, he's going to provide some veteran presence in the dugout for some of those, for some of the younger guys. Sure. And maybe we, and I know that we, we were able to, $20 million for vibes. We, we, we were also able to resign some of our very, uh, very productive, very helpful guys in the bullpen. We did let a couple loose, but we were able to keep a lot of the good ones. um, One more nice, solid starting pitcher. I mean, somebody like Rodriguez, if we're going to go for somebody like him, I would like more than just like a one year deal. I would like it to maybe go two or three years. No, it has to be. Because I really think we got to kind of try to meld this thing and kind of lock it down a little bit but we've been, we've had some injury issues and going into the series. I said, if we have one problem, it's going to be pitching. I did not expect, I did not expect our bats to go cold. And that was the other problem, but it just, you know, but it was, it
0: was our, it was the pitching that really, it was the pitching too. Yeah, We would have, we would have been able
1: to stay in the running or, you know, a, a lot more. Had we not let some of those games get away from us and get away from the pitchers. So, uh, Going to continue to keep our eye on that. Um, Things are developing like daily because, you know, spring training is.
0: Things develop almost the minute before we hit record. You'd be surprised.
1: (laughs) They do indeed. You'd
0: be be surprised.
1: Oh, if only you knew. And I won't say. All
0: right. Last thing the Premier League trying to make a point by deducting them. 10-point deduction for Everton in the EPL, the biggest point deduction in the history and of the that top could flight.
1: And that could be relegation, you know, true. It really, tru- it really it, true
0: could. Yeah. It really, truly could. Um, some other clubs in the top flight who have been deducted points. Sunderland in 1890. <laughs> That's Good how far floor. back you have to go. Uh, there's only been uh, two other clubs, uh, actually. Uh, Arsenal was deducted two points in 1990, 91, another 100 years later for... Um, initially Sunderland was deducted, a uh, one point, two points, something like that for, uh, having an unregistered player, uh, on their team. He went on to be a club legend though and played for 14 seasons. Uh, that was a uh, goalkeeper, Ned Geog, I believe Scottish player. Um, yeah, but then a hundred years it, later, Arsenal if got hit, I know hit with know anything about, thing. If
1: I know anything about the Gaelic language, it might be ditch,
0: ditch, D- oh. ditch, ditch. Sorry, Ned. Uh, rest your soul. Uh, assume <laughs> your soul is resting now. It I would is uh, hundred years later. <laughs> Gosh. Um And then, um, uh, in, in the modern era, in the uh, Premier League era, uh, Middlesbrough was uh, deducted three points in 1996 and 97 uh, for pulling out of a match against Blackburn with less than 24 hours' notice. Uh, they claimed that due to injuries, suspensions, and about a flu—that's
1: so just that were too much
0: to over- overcome—and then. Portsmouth was deducted nine points for some similar things that Everton are going through here, Uh, financial problems and entering into administration. And both of those teams were relegated. So two teams that got hit with a less, you know, deduction did not survive. Both of them, Middlesbrough and Portsmouth, had less time than Everton does, you know, in terms of when these penalties landed. Um, but both of them ended up being relegated. It's not looking great for Everton who were deducted. Would you,
1: would you say that they deserve it?
0: Everton? I think it's severe and I think they're going to win in their appeal. Basically what happened was they broke air quotes, financial fair play rules in the EPL. Um, The rule being that the maximum amount that a club can lose on its books is $130 million over the course of, um, Three years everton claimed to have lost 155 million it's kind of similar to what happened with portsmouth um 12 years ago 13 years ago they're also a financial mess with an owner and a board that is all but financially cratered the toffees everton is in the process of appealing to the decision um and it seems like most people that are close to the club feel like that an appeal will result in a slightly less deduction but still considering how close Everton has come to dropping these past two seasons and yeah. previous, you know, the greatest be
1: It could be a nail in the coffin. And here's the thing. It they're really going to have could. to make that decision. They're going to have to make the decision on the appeal before this season ends because right. if they, well, do, no. it, it they just have to, because if they are yeah. in a relegation battle and it's a matter of three to six points, fuck, or even 10, then they have to decide.
0: Watch. Decision day is going to take on a whole new a meeting. Whole new meeting. <laughs> a whole new meeting. <laughs> However, true. If they do drop, they may have some company. The Blues of Merseyside might have uh, some Blues of London and the Sky Blues of Manchester.
1: It could
0: happen. Like I wonder what Chelsea and City's front offices are thinking right now, considering how severe the charges were for Everton, who were only found guilty of a single charge. Chelsea is facing several charges, even though the club is apparently cooperating more than Everton did, I bet you they are, yes, here are our books, sorry, sorry, no doubt please
1: please take whatever and, you
0: like yeah no we' we're, we're sorry we admit it we did it wrong no no ten points please that could be a real problem for Chelsea this season seriously um we're still not not there um we are not back even with Poch city they're facing more than a hundred charges, and I don't know if all the oil money lawyers in the world are going to save them. It might not. It it would be wild, right? To see Everton, Chelsea, and City playing on ESPN plus. (laughs) You know? I I don't
1: even know. I mean I'm just I don't even know what to think because the implications of that are absolutely so much money. I'm
0: jesting I'm jesting a little, but I know like if if a billionaire slash nation state backed behemoth of a club like Chelsea or Manchester City, were to be handed that kind of a severe point deduction, like so severe that even if um, Manchester uh, does their traditional post-Christmas 14 games one in a row run like they're prone to do, that they still couldn't climb out of it. I I think they'll be okay just from the money and just – no, I, th- and I think they no. they just they'll, come right back up, the next up. Season. yeah they'll
1: stay they'll stay up I no don't I, think i'm saying really... if they get hit
0: with a point deduction that they can't overcome
1: oh like Jesus. if they
0: get hit with oh yeah then they, point if they, yeah, if they come right back down
1: up. yeah they would come, come right, right back, back up. up but i mean Chelsea, think about how think, much revenue you lose when you go into the championship they would Holy but, shit.
0: but i think they would be they would survive as a club but something like like an everton that's been saddled with the debt that they have and they're kind of their new construction of, of their new stadium sort of in limbo ruin
1: for, for a team like that.
0: That could be
1: look at what that happened could to be Sunderland a death spiral
0: for Everton. Look at, yeah. Look at what that happened really to
1: Sunderland could. without a real right. financial, like captain of the ship, you know, mm-hmm. without anybody sort of really, really captaining that, that organization for what, 15 years, it just has, it, it's led them into a seven or eight year battle in the championship, you know, yeah, you just and then oh, the lower and that leagues. could be, that and could that, be, Everton. And that could be Everton. Yeah. I don't think that it's as likely with city, but it's, uh, or it's interesting to, to be too, honest. because it could cost if they do get hit with enough points, shit, if they get hit with one or two points, it could cost them the title this year because my reds are staying it could. That so could be consequential with too with them.
0: Or maybe and, even knocked out of top four into into playing and champions you, league. And, and takes you there out of champions be. league, which There's is another huge
1: financial yeah. Yeah. Uh, problem. A lot of money. And what if and what if things like and, and on the other side of things, I had somebody bring up a very interesting uh, it, potential. What if they decide to start stripping teams of titles? You know?
0: Well, like Chelsea's like, previous like Chelsea's titles or like you some go of Chelsea's whatever they violated. Yeah. Is it
1: entirely possible that maybe a certain a certain couple of uh Spursy fans that we know might end <laughs> up with their first title simply by default? And I had Listen. a friend tell me that he's like, "You know what? I don't care. I'll take it. If that's how I got to get it, I'll take it." I'm like, "Okay, dude. Whatever you say."
0: <laughs> Listen. I'm blue through and through.
1: I know. I know. But
0: that would be hilarious. Oh I almost God. want it to happen. That'd be that the most be Spurs-y the thing Spurs-iest ever.
1: the way to win a title I'd ever. I couldn't even. I can't write that. I can't write that. That's why I didn't. Somebody else told me that.
0: Win by arbitration. <laughs> You'll never sing that. That would be. I, I'd be fine with giving up our trophy. So, Spurs like, okay, can get one. You go ahead I would and have go to it. Tottenham You'd Stadium it, just to take a selfie with that trophy. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs>
1: And it's, oh, it's, it's like it's, they give them, they give him the trophy and it doesn't even say like, they haven't even like, like put a new plate on the front of the trophy. They just scratched out Chelsea and they put it in and they put it in white out or like a white label maker. Like they took a brother label maker and just printed it out and put Tottenham Hotspur. Like just kidding.
0: <laughs> God bless you Spurs fans. I know you're struggling right now. Three losses. in a row the, the, You're trying. The, the, you've lost that loving feeling with big Ange for a moment. Um, for what it's worth, I still think they're playing some attractive football, better than Chelsea. To be perfectly honest, they do.
1: If 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 Sonny if if Sun can figure out how to stay on side, then I really think that they could actually continue to win some matches. He he scores beautiful goals. I just wish they were legal.
0: Well, Spurs fans, you might have something to to look forward to uh, this season, after all. <laughs> All right, y'all. That about wraps it up for this week. We will be back next week with a new Five Aside. That episode will be part two of the supporters group specials. We will be featuring two of our supporters groups out of the six. You will have to tune in to see which ones. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.